two man game, TMG, uh, get the news fast, AMG, uh, game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this, yeah we're cutting to the truth, no there ain't no narrative. Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year, for my team, TMG. Welcome to episode 104 of the two man game podcast, with myself J.A., your boy Melo. Tinky. Let's get Let's it. go. Me and Melo, we don't miss big matchups. We're not Joel Embiid. Hey. See what you done there? Yeah. Ducking the smoke. He ducked the smoke yesterday. Who knows? Who knows? Been a big sporting week. Uh okay, I'll just say let's let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Uh, Let's get this party started. Boxing, boxing Who is the youngest person to hold a heavyweight belt? Yeah, Mike Tyson. And who is the oldest? George Foreman. What? He knows his stuff. Who's the youngest person ever to hold a belt? Youngest person ever to hold a belt? Is it Wolfred Benitez? I believe it is. Where do you see this stuff from? You know what I mean? I do some, I do some, my own research. I do my own research, man. I like, I've been watching boxing. I've been really interested in boxing recently. Oh, what are you uh, watching? Talk to me. Um, you know, I'm just getting back. I'm getting into it. I'm getting into the street science. Sat down and watched a Coley versus Light. That was awful, bro. That's just, that's just awful. Awful boxing. Awful, so awful you've, you've, you've been watching them? Um, I actually we watched I watched Benavidez. Um, to be fair, it was a good fight. Uh, Plant really tried. He had a good um. He, he had a good tactic, but it didn't it didn't work for him. He couldn't you know, sustain it. Just it. Didn't, it didn't sustain it. He couldn't sustain it. He couldn't sustain. He got it. worn down by the pressure. Got worn down, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, but I was just I've been I've been interested. I've been doing my own research. Obviously, I listened to Eddie Hearn with Simon Jordan, which was very interesting. Then I was uh, wanting to learn a bit about Akoli because I know that um, Hearn and Akoli have a little bit of um, friction. Um, then Akoli's fight was absolutely was an awful spectacle for boxing. I think he said he's going to fight again, but the cruiserweight division is. It's not very strong, is it? It's a what? What do? What would you say? It's a pass by. It's not. It's not a blue ribbon event. It's a you. You're aiming to get to heavy division. You don't really go. There's a stopgap. Stopgap. It's good to get some belts. Um, acquire some belts. Get some experience. Get some golds. You know, if you can win at that level and win at um heavyweight, then it helps to solidify your legacy. But it's a stopgap. Really, you don't really get much respect for that division. If I'm being honest. And that's it. I mean, and uh, to be fair, the English fighters are doing really well in that stopgap division. You, you had you had Tony Bellew in that division. Mm-hmm. You've had what you have, you have what like three English guys which are proper contenders on the world stage. They got William Smith, with, with, is he Reapil? Reapil? Yeah, Richard Reapil. And then you have Okoli. So you have three like quite good English boxers there. Not good enough for the heavyweight. Um, thing, but to be fair, British boxing when it comes to the bigger divisions, they're probably like the predominant boxers at the moment. They're far away the Americans. 
To be fair, who's the who's up and coming American? I think there's one up and coming young American. I can't remember what his name in is. In heavyweight. Yeah. Is it Anderson or something? I can't remember what Jared his name Anderson, is. Jared Anderson, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I've been asked about, but to be fair, English boxers are there and they have this 18 year old that's coming through and he looks frightening. Uh, I think it's like English Nigerian boy looking frightening, but we'll see how it is, man. Boxing, boxing, I don't know. Boxing can be interesting, it's just about getting the right fights. At the right time. So talking of boxing, I think we should just start with the with the Cash Carroll boxing at the moment. Obviously not at his best from his recent fights. But AJ, wow, talk to me. What do you think about this fight week? How's it going? I think it's still not sold out. Still not? Yeah. Um, I think you take £66. Uh, I can't say that fight, even though it's local. AJ, I mean, it's now or never. Do or die. I mean, he has to win. It's a big moment for him, even though people are going to overlook um, Franklin. AJ, do that at your peril. Because uh, Franklin arguably beat Dylan White. And the Franklin's he's in even in better shape. He's got a six pack now. He's in, you know, this is his golden ticket. It's a superstardom. He's gonna get. He's probably gonna earn the most money he's earned in his career. And so, if he wins that fight, you know, he propels him on the the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's a he's a tough fighter, quick hands, um, awkward. And so, Edge has really got to come with his A game. But you know, Edge has got the new trainer, Derek James. Trainer, the year, I believe. Trainer of my favorite fighter was Spence, um, and he also trains one of the Charlos. Also trains one of El Spence's yeah. youngins. I can't remember his name in the lightweight division, um, and hopefully he can he can be the right trainer to take AJ to the next level. AJ's been in Texas. I heard he's been training in Texas. Yeah, he's changed his tactics. I've noticed that a lot of these British fighters they've started to to uh, get American. Um, well, trainers actually. Yeah, that's where the best trainers are. Yeah, so it looks like a lot of them are emigrating to America to get the training because you know, even from from when Fury kind of done it, I think Akoli's done it, and I obviously AJ's done it. I'm sure more people will make the move across. In terms of AJ, he's quite it's quite low key. Is he? It's quite a low key fight week for him. It's like well, especially I think it's the first time in like seven years they said he's fought. He's not fighting for a belt. Wow, it's quite low key. His demeanor's kind of changed, as in, he's no longer the cocky guy, the cocky, confident guy. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He knows he's got to prove something, and I hopefully it's a stepping stone back to getting to those world f- title fights because the belt's only held by two guys. What's it? Usyk, Fury. The only guy realistically he's gonna fight is Fury. Like he's fought um, music twice and he's lost like a fair fight with him doesn't really make sense unless AJ probably needs a couple more fights to refine his game under the new trainer and then come back to fight Usyk but Usyk's only getting older so I don't really see why AJ would would do that anytime soon Uh, Fury I don't know where Fury's headspace is Fury is a ducker he's a diver can't really seem to hold him down to anything um, so I don't know what that's going to go on with that. It looks like Fury's going to fight Joe Joyce. Well, I don't know why. It's a, that's an awkward customer for him, but I see Fury winning that. But what, what is there? Except for the big money fight is probably Wilder. But would Wilder want to take another beating? Don't don't see that happening. So I don't really know where AJ is. He's between a rock and a hard place, I'd say. I mean... 
AJ, if he wins, it, like this is a high high risk, low reward fight, but it has to be done. I mean, because he can't really get in there with another elite opponent because he's confident so low. Mm-hmm. And he's against some chemistry and cohesion with um Derek James. I understand what he wants to teach him. He says he's a very good trainer, he's pushing him to new levels, but he needs to, you know, hopefully there's no growing pains. And then to give him a fight that can test him, but not too much of a test where he could where there's gonna be, you know, where he's not the favourite to win. Okay. Then get his feet wet, letting Rugby build his confidence. I did I would like to after this fight, I'd like to see him fight. Like I said, that's the that before. This is the first time in seven years he hasn't fought for a belt. So he's been fighting, at least on paper, good level of opposition. At least after this time to see him fight, maybe a Dylan White. And after that, then go for the likes of Wilder. I think it's a fight. A White or Dubois. Someone or the in, the middle, yeah. in the middle. Dubois kind of like. I think Dubois kind of rebuilt his reputation because that fight against Joyce. Dubois, damaging. Dubois still not that good. One of his, I think his last fight was fight like before him. he got he got knocked down bears. I mean, yeah, Dubois is still he's robotic. He, he, you know, the typical British heavyweight fight that week the Americans are mockers for the, mm. just. Um, you know, robotic, static, no real fluidity and slickness. Mm-hmm. So that's what the bar's like. You know what I mean? He seems like a, a beat-up version of Frank Bruno, to be honest. He got no head movement, man. He just, he just dared to be hit. Jojo jo- kept on hitting him with the jab, the jab, the jab, the jab, the jab, the jab. Maybe because he doesn't have an amateur career, it's, it's really affecting him. He's not, and he's not super solid. Like, for example, Joyce is solid. Parker. Joshua Parker. These are guys that are super, super solid. Like, for Parker to get knocked down, I think he only got knocked down once. And it was Joyce in his recent fight. These are super solid heavyweights that don't really go down that much. Or, for example, you're not even under just that. This is the A-level where you have the Fury, you have the Usyk, you have the Joshua, you have the... You have Wilder. That's the A-level. Then the B-level, you have White. White is just a solid B-level boxer. And then from there, I don't, I've, and you have White and you probably have Joyce. And then is everyone else below those, those, those in those tiers? Now Joyce is above White right now. White, White is. But he's still on the same level. Like I think they're still on the same level. I mean, it could be, but Joyce is slightly above. I feel Joyce could. Um, he's a nightmare for anybody. I feel him against Wilder would be a great fight. That's what you don't want to. You don't want to fight Joyce. Yes, yeah, he's low. He's the epit- um, literally the epitome of low risk. High, um, sorry, high risk, low reward. You're not gonna get much money from fight. Um, Joyce, but you're gonna take a beat, and even if you do win, he's gonna take a, um, a piece of a piece out of you. You think you can fight, fight a wild, wild. pound of flesh? Mm-hmm. You think you'll be a good matchup against Wilder? Yeah, the thing, the issue with him is that he takes too much punishment. Takes punishment, and would he be able to walk through Wilder's punches? I mean, I, by the looks of it, he has a better chin than Fury, and Fury was able to sustain Wilder, mm-hmm. but but Fury is a bit more elusive, a lot more elusive. But then again, but jo- I think Joyce, the way Joyce fights, because you. He's a stand-up fighter and he did not afraid. He'll close the gap. Yeah. So he wouldn't give Wilder time to really get off. But then the... again, you saw against Hellenius, Wilder didn't have that much, a full extension on the punch and he still knocked him out. So, that, I mean, maybe Wilder's power, power is that crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe Hellenius wasn't really there to win. Who knows? But um, it, sounded like it was a bulldog fight. Yeah. I don't know what Wilder's next fight is. Especially yeah. fighting Ruiz, but that's gone quiet. That would be a good fight. Ruiz has been begging for Fury. The sound was supposed to be the next fight, but I don't know why that's gone quiet. Ruiz. Ruiz is just such an up and down fight, isn't he? I mean, he got his payday, full AJ, and I was just been chilling. Yeah, he's chilling. Lost a bit of weight, uh, to be fair. I don't trust him, man, because sometimes on, on, on socials, it looks like he's he's lean. 
Then again, the next year, when he's in the ring, he still has that belly. <laughs> I don't know what he's on, but I'm actually. To be fair, a good fighter, man. Can't blame him. He just got too fat between the 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 fight, the two fights with Joshua. Because he actually came for the second fight. He didn't come to really box Joshua. To be fair, just came there to eat, get out of, enjoy the belts, and then just had to take it away from him. Well deserved. And that's what kind of fight you need from Joshua now. Joshua needs to go and fight Franklin. I need to be convincing, to be fair. I don't know Slugfest. He needs to be convincing. Because he's come from this from... He doesn't want to be a fighter. He wants to be a boxer. And that's mm-hmm. what he's trying to come... That's what he tried to fight Usyk the first time. The second time, he's trying to be a boxer, isn't it? It's when Sam was yeah. on the show, he was trying to say, as, as a boxer, he's just trying to improve. He's trying to show his jab. He's trying to show different parts of his arsenal. So that's fair enough. If just was trying to box, if he's trying to adapt to um to that style, let it be convincing when he faces Franklin. Do you think he can he can adapt his style to that way, or he has to go back to his roots? I just need to find the right balance. Hmm. Like yes, yeah, yes, you can improve your boxing skills, but you can still be authoritative in your jab and your punch, and still be have that killer instinct. It, feel, it appears that he's lost a lot of killer instinct, um, which is lacking. I mean, it's able to enough enough for him to get through the Pulev fights, which is what, which is the fight I believe before the Usyk fights. Yeah. But it was lacking in the Usyk fights. I mean, Pulev is a lot older and an out of his prime than Usyk is, and it showed because if he had a bit more killing instinct, he probably could have got Usyk out there. He probably, probably could have won the fight. He could have made a big difference. I think AJ because AJ AJ styles make fights, as they say. Yeah. And they were saying that the way AJ fought was to Usyk's advantage because. Yeah. I saw him fight um, Chisora. I think he fought Chisora before. And Chisora made it a fight, a brawl. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable for Yusik. It was an uncomfortable yeah. fight because of how Chisora fights. Chisora is is gangly. He's not a cultured fighter. So he, it's, it's unpredictable. And that made it a difficult fight for Yusik. That's what AJ can do that style. He can do that better. But he doesn't want to. Can he? He doesn't want to. He can definitely brawl. If it's a brawl... Old school use um, AJ. He was balling. Let's go times. He, he was balling. But it, 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 when he brought it, when he brought is is he's won, but it's been like it's been a bit too competitive. Uh, that competitive. makes sense. So he's taking a lump. But sometimes you want to win. You have to win. I mean, like against Klitschko, there was ups and downs. Against White, there was ups and downs. Mm. But he won that. To be fair. <laughs> Um, and against Ruiz, he went into brawl. He's the one tactics against Ruiz because Ruiz, he should have been a bit more on the outside. Mm. And he should have fought Ruiz like he fought Joshua Parker um, the first time <laughs> or fought, I fought um, Povetkin. Well, he just on the outside. So on, spots. So on the outside, but also had, was came over, came through the right hand to knock him out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the first, in the second rematch, he just walked behind his jab. Mm. I mean, people cri- heavily criticised him for that and they were, you know, they were shown to be um, correcting him because... Um, they looked, he, he severely lacked his killer instinct, which was needed to take him over the line. Yeah. It's like some Usyk. So, I mean, but I mean, AJ, yeah, he's he, he, not necessarily a brawler. He needs to get more into a puncher, boxer. He's become more of a boxer, puncher. He needs to become more of a puncher, boxer. Mm-hmm. And he also find brawling tactics if he can use his physical advantages, lean your weight on them, throw him around the ring, and it'll be tough. Do you know what I mean? He's a bit too clean cut as a fighter. And he needs to be a bit more unorthodox, if that makes sense. 
bit like how Fury was uh, Wilder because yeah. wide it kind of leaned on him. He made him tired. He did a lot of different tactics. He grappled too. him, but then again, Fury knows the ins and outs of boxing. Like he's the back of his yeah. Hands. It's a bit coming back to the amateur career, isn't it? Because Joshua only really fighters started fighting from nineteen, is it eighteen, nineteen. So yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes the experience you knows when you don't learn from um, young, it's hard to teach them. But how it. So it's hard to teach those habits. You know, he just needs to learn those new... He needs to learn new habits. And hopefully this new trainer will give him those new habits. Yeah. From what you see from Spence and those, when you see them fight, what is a, like a key, like, characteristics of the fighters that are training with his new trainer? Uh, Fundamentally, they're very clean, especially Spence. They do the fundamentals well. Um, They, you know... They're punishing fighters. They have that killer instinct. They have that dog, and tactically, they are pretty sound. You know what I mean. And he's very. He gives a calming presence to them. Like they don't really get overruled. But let me check who the other one is, because the child has come confused me. Um, I can't remember what Charlie it is. To be fair, is it the one that's always injured? I can't remember. Well, he's supposed to be fighting Tizu. Tizu or something. Costa Susan. Tim Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo, man. I just got, he's a very good fighter. He's pretty decent, Jeff. He's undefeated. Well, yeah, Spence. When's Spence going to fight, bro? See, apparently, he's be fighting Keith Furman in the next few months, but he's gone quite over that side. Um, Keith Furman, man. That guy lost to Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he oh, did. 40 plus. He has Jamel Charlo. Oh, yeah. He's 33 and 1. Um, he's a world champion title holder at, I believe, Super Welterweight. And his brother is the one that wants to fight. Um, Can- Canelo, isn't it? The other one. His brother's bigger. Sorry? Isn't it? It's Jamel and the other one. He's the other one. Janel, I don't know what the other child is. It's Jamel and Jamal. Jamal. Is Jamal the one that fights at middle? Is it middleweight? I believe so. There's a big cue for that Canelo fight. I don't know why everyone wants it. I don't even know how John Ryder got that fight. Is that another one of Eddie Hearn patching the boys up and sending them across the pond? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Why are you selling? Why are these guys ahead of the queue, dude? Bah, can I? Know. Can I said he wants to refight? Um, who's the guy again? The Russian, uh, the guy that I beat him last time. Um, who's the who's the light heavyweight that beat him that time? Who? Who's the light heavyweight that beat Canelo that time? Bivol. Bivol. If he said he wants a rematch with Bivol, I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm. Well, yeah, literally, um. Um, Derek James is currently the only trainer in the sport who coaches two multi-world title holders. I believe Jamal Charles is undisputed and Errol Spence has got three of the four belts at World Weight. Well, he needs to take, he needs to fight for the last belt, but he won't fight Crawford. Yeah, like I said, fighters under James are traditionally aggressive, spiteful, and I seldom in a mood to hear the final bell. Given these are choices that may f- many feel Joshua has been lacking in recent years, fans can perhaps start to be cautiously optimistic that AJ could return to his old self under the American guidance. To be fair, even Prime AJ, let's say, if we go back to Prime AJ, Prime AJ wasn't a fine boxer. He was powerful, he had power of both hands. Yep. That's it. And he used it when he had to, and he had a killer instinct. He was sloppy. He was still sloppy. But he's not, he's just really changed his game ever since Klitschko. Was it? You said it as well. Since the Klitschko fight, maybe he was hurt. He didn't want to go down. He felt he took a lot of a beating from that fight and he's trying to change his style from there. From there on. 
Should I say that again? From the Eclipse Go fight, he took a bit of a beating. And from there, it's really changed his style. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> the, the tipping point for him to, you know, change his style, change his ways. But I mean, we'll see if um, he can make that jump and even then some push himself into new heights, like was discussed. Uh, before we close from boxing, talk to me about Benavidez's plant. Did you, did you watch it? Sit up. You watched it live? Sit up. Do my nap, my routine. It's a great fight. A very good fight. It happens. Well, that's what happens when the best fight the best. They put everything on the line. For two former um, champions, Plant lost to Canelo. Benavidez lost his belt on. He just lost the belt twice. He lost outside of the ring. Outside of the ring, lost his so his belt on the scales and lost it because he failed a cocaine test. I mean, me personally, I had that fight um, eight rounds to four or nine rounds to three for Benavidez. Um, if you really wanted to score it for plan, maybe seven to five to Benavidez, mm. uh, which is what one judge had. But I mean, Benavidez came far too strong in rounds eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, at least maybe seven to twelve. Those rounds, he mm. just took it by the scuff of his neck, and you know he was like kind of like Joe Dress in the sense he was just a juggernaut, juggernaut, relentless, kept coming forward, was strong, was solid. Plant couldn't really get him to really, he couldn't really keep him off, couldn't really um, get. Uh, Benavides to respect his power to that to the extent mm-hmm. he needed to and um, Benavides was getting some combos in left and the right and Benavides would have stopped him if Kenny Bayless Kenny Bayless was there I don't know but he was fighting for Plant yeah I mean he was doing too much maybe maybe Plant paid him he was doing way too much I mean there was even one time in like the 6th or 7th round where it was a clash of heads I believe mm-hmm. and he I don't know. He just he, he called he called a pause to the fight fight and you know for Plant to get checked and Plant was in real trouble. Plant was on the verge of at least getting knocked down, and he allowed allowed him to recover because these guys are uh, you know elite athletes. They re- if you give them like ten seconds, they recover much quicker than we do, than uh, normal humans, um, or mere mortals rather. And then the rest of the fight, um, yeah, he was allowing Plant to initiate holds way too much. They don't get me wrong, tying up the opponent and holding is part of boxing, but if you do it so much you should be getting warned sometimes you can even get deducted points because mm-hmm. you know skin is negative and you know these you know it's the prize fine people pay to see this and they're not going to allow them to they're, they're not going to allow action to actually initiate and you know to be fair plant was the a-side so he probably the one that picked uh, Kenny Bennett off of this basis and it worked in his favour plant as a defensive fighter he's still he's a very good defensive fighter he's a very good defensive fighter maybe Canada has broken down his rules but I think his game plan, he had a good game plan. He knew what he was trying to do. But eventually, the pressure just told. He's the pretty good. Told. The thing, his issue is, he wears down. He doesn't have the stamina. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, so, if you don't want to knock guys out, or get in elite level at least. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even before Canelo, he's been worn down a couple of fights. But if you don't want to have the stamina, and you're not going to knock guys out, you need to be fully fit for the full 12 rounds. And if you have something that... You know, uh, has um, a good, good, decent plan. Has good power. They mm-hmm. take take it to the body. You can, you know, as um, the guy says from the fight. Uh, I've got his name. Atlas. Teddy Atlas says, mm-hmm. "Take the air out of the tires by pushing him to the body. Mm-hmm. Slow him down. Steady, slowly but surely. And when you do that, it you know it pays dividends. Put money in the bank. It pays dividends in the future. You know that's why you know you, when you invest in punching to the body, 
And Benavides didn't do that too much to begin with, but eventually he started to commit to the body more and Plantner's wore down and just getting tagged a lot more. He couldn't move his feet as much more, which made force him to engage more on the on the inside, which is not really his game. And yeah, he got beat up. And like I said, he's on well to, to last, but it was, it was pretty convincing. I said the eight to four, nine to three, really and truthfully. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, Benavides is actually a, is a, is a world-class fighter, to be fair. Yeah. I think he put forth for like a world-class display as as well. Like he, he he's an aggressor, his front foot, he really put plant to task. And I, but I was impressed with both fighters. That's what happens when you have two people, fights that people want to see. I think I think that's what's missing from boxing. You know, it might not be for a belt, but that was that was an exciting fight. That's what the sport needs. They need more of guys that are coming up fighting each other. It's not all about keeping the undefeated. It's good. It looks good. But at the end of the day, so many people are doing this. They're picking their fights. It doesn't differentiate you from anyone else. Yeah. It doesn't differentiate you. Uh, you know, Can- Canelo is the cash cow. He's lost. He lost twice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got to take the big fights. You've got to put your name out there. You've got to take the hits and then you come back better. And no, it's not always great. It's not always good. It's yeah, not always it's, good. It's not, especially if your your um, resume is poor. Some of the resumes very poor. I'm really looking forward to this Davis versus Garcia fight. I hope it happens. Until I see it happen in the ring, I'm not gonna believe it. Why not? Because I just don't. I, who knows? Anyone can pull out. I actually yeah. believe that uh, Ryan's gonna win. We well, yeah, we made a bet. I think Ryan's gonna win. Why do you believe Ryan's gonna win? I think Ryan's a very clean. It's a very clean boxer. He's actually an elite level boxer for that, like for what he does. I think Javante. What does Ryan do? His movement, head movement. He's a little bit more skilled, I would say, than Javante. A little bit more skilled, and that's why I'm gonna give him the edge. I think Javante's deck can be hit. He's a bit of a loose cannon, and has Javante really been tested? Mm. Let's go for his resume. Um, you know Ryan's been dropped. Ryan can be dropped. I can see him being dropped. Hmm? I can see him being dropped, but no, I, think, dropped. I think Javante is... He got dropped by Luke Campbell. Yeah, but he beat Luke Campbell up. He beat Luke Campbell up in the end. Luke Campbell's a, a gold medalist. Well, you haven't been doing research. Huh? You haven't been Fair play to you. He's an Olympic gold medalist, man. But I mean, going for Ryan's resume, Luke Campbell's probably the best name. Javier Fortuna, he was past it. Um... Emmanuel Tech to go, no one really knows him. Mm-hmm. Fonseca, I believe that's a common opponent between Dev and Tank. This is Fonseca 25 and 2. Mm-hmm. All the other games in his resume Duno, Lopez, Rodriguez, Morales. I mean, I'm seeing guys that are nowhere near it. Their records, like, has he, has he even fought an undefeated fight before? No. Tank's going to be his first fight, he's, he's going to fight as undefeated and his first elite title. Going by a trustworthy box wreck. He has even fought a uh, four-and-a-half-star fighter. No, he's fought three, four-star fighters. I mean, like Luke Campbell probably is the only four-and-a-half-star fighter he's fought, yeah. to be fair. But look, this is Luke Campbell has already lost to Lomachenko. And so it's, not, it's not a crime to lose to Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Uh, they threatened some guys. Linares. They threatened some guys that they're going to get Lomachenko. Don't mm. remember. Remember that. They were threatening guys. And why have This is Luke Campbell that's already lost to a few guys. So Give me Javante's one. Javante, let's see. Volume Is that the guy you're going to bring up? 
No, there's um, what's his name? The the the, the Santo Leo guy. He's not the guy for the ropes. Santa, no, Santa Cruz came up in weight. There's um, Isaac Cruz, solid fighter. Mm. Go sleep on Isaac Cruz. But let's see Tank. Tank is 28 and all, um, 26 KOs. He's number one in the world and number one in USA, according to... Um, this is for the... This is for... What's it called? The one... Is he a five-star fighter? 135. Yeah, he's top of the tree. He's not in the same weight class as Fingy. Oh, this is for the 140 division, I believe. Mm -hmm. Is it? Hmm. Man, let's, I'm just waiting for Secure to come through and just start slapping guys up. Okay, like Bookshot doesn't have them in the same weight, to be fair. But, um... Who's going out? Lightweight is 135. What? And then welterweight is one four seven. The super lightweight, um, or oh, the junior, super lightweight. Junior weight is one forty. Maybe he has a boxer. You should have thingy and thingy for one three five. Are they fighting at one three five or one forty? They should have. Oh, did that? Sorry, they does have Devin Haney. He has or oh, boxer has Devin Haney number two. Um, he doesn't have Shakur Stevenson yet because he has yet to fight at um, this weight class. But um, so you got Haney. Who else? You got Haney, Cambosas, Lomachenko, Frank Martin. That's the guy. I believe he's another guy of Derek James Stable, William Cepeda. Um, How's Lomachenko? Lomachenko's five. He's a five-star fighter, yeah. What, what rating is he at the list? He's he's fourth according to Buckstrike. He should be number one. Mm, no, Devin Heavy should be one. He's undisputed. How can Haney not be one in his the one where he's undisputed? I think they're doing it by resume. Haney fight Javante then. Isaac Cruz. Okay, this this is Tank's resume. Hector Lewis Garcia, yeah, um, he came up fights. in he came up in weight. He was undefeated. Yeah. According to boxing, he's a five star, but he came up in weight. Yeah, some big fighters there. Romero was a four star fighter, undefeated. That was more of a money grab. Isaac Cruz, solid fighter. He was twenty two and one. Did he knock him out? Um, no, he didn't. Yeah, of course so. Mario Barrios, um, he fought him at one forty. He knocked him out in eleventh round. He was losing that fight, to be fair. Mm. Leo Santa Cruz, he fought him at. Um, I can't remember where you fought him at to be honest. I think it was one three five. He fought at one thirty to be honest. Um, Gamboa, Gamboa lost a couple of fights. Um, is it Fonseca? No. So he fought Fonseca when he was undefeated, unlike uh, Ryan Garcia. He fought more after Did two losses. But yeah, this is a guy I'm thinking of Pedraza. He fought Pedraza at one thirty. He knocked him out. This is two thousand seventeen. Liam Walsh. British guy, couple box arena. I bet he knocked him out. He knocked him out. Five, five star fires. I mean, Pajaz was his first real fight in 2017. But Tank has fought deep, better names than Ryan Garcia to put Mali. That's what I'm okay. trying to say. Well, Ryan Garcia's got a better amateur career than okay. He's been Haney. Yes, Ryan Garcia's amateur career is pretty hallowed. Mm -hmm. Beat Haney, just to let you know. Yeah, but amateurs, a lot happens, man. It happens. It happens. Um, I mean, a lot, a lot of the guys that win the gold, uh, quite a few guys who win the gold medal, especially the Eastern Europeans, they never make, they never have. They any, don't come to. They don't end end up doing professional boxing. They end up doing anything on professional boxing, really. Or oh, Cubans, the Cubans, they never come. The Cubans never come. Who? The Cubans. Sometimes they never. Oh, come. Oh, Cubans, to. yeah, Cubans, it's true. Even Lomachenko went to two Olympics. That's crazy. I don't know why he needs to go to two Olympics. It is, you know, not still.
Uh, let's talk. Let's talk UCL, and then I have a question for you. Uh, we got the UCL draw. Mm-hmm. Got four by I don't even think we got like probably like two mouthwatering ties and then some Italians playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which tie really spoke to you the most out of the four? Mm. So we got Madrid. I think Man City and Bayern. To be fair, Madrid and Chelsea. I expect Madrid to watch Chelsea. Yeah. I don't expect that, you know. I do. I don't expect that. To, I don't expect them. Kante's back, you know. Mm. Kante's back. That's the best CM of the last of my last wasn't ten Kante, years. Wasn't Kante playing the last time they played? Hey, like, I don't care. Kante's back, man. And they nearly won. They nearly won the last time they played. It's only Kareem that saved them in the extra time. That's King Kante. You know, even Modric can't talk to King Kante like that, you know. Not even Modric can talk to him too tough. In the, Kante was dominating that game. Yeah, what happened? They lost because of Kevin. Some bozos like Rudiger. Um, we've got three Italian squads, two Premier League squads. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know when Italian football decided they're coming back, but the, re- the renaissance of football. They must be beating themselves up because if they just came top of their group, look at the side of the draw they would have been on. Who was in their group again? Benfica. They finished second to be in favor. What travesty. Look at that side of the draw. They could have been facing. Well, I mean. Napoli. I hope, for me, I hope AC Milan. I hope AC Milan. Uh, I just, I hope, I hope Man City wins the Champions League. Mm. I've got Napoli, but I want I Napoli. Guess for, I guess for Pep's legacy, Man City to win. They're going to be in Bayern. They're going to be in Bayern. I'm talking about for what I would want. Okay. But, I mean, for me, over for my, my history, I mean, Arsenal will be my number one team. Followed by Barcelona, followed by AC Milan, followed by Bayern. So AC Milan is your backing? So AC Milan is who I want to win. Mm-hmm. And then if not, then Bayern. Would have my Napoli, that'll be good. Yeah. I got, I got, I, I like that. I like Napoli, man. It'll be good. Cravadonna and Osterman taking you there. It'll be nice. It'll be authentic. They're, man, they're good. They're a good team. They play good football. Like, it'll Osterman. be nice. It'll be nice to see them come through. It'll be nice to see them win. It'd be nice. It'd be good for football. It'd be good for football to have a new winner like uh, Honor Maradona as well. Like Honor guys, Honor Honor teams, Honor teams in form because Napoli never gonna get a better chance. You don't. Sometimes you just the form. Sometimes it just hits. Everything hits. It's a perfect season. It's a Cinderella season. Everything sinks to the right. Yeah, and you need to take these opportunities while you can. Like the onus is on you now to step up and actually take control. Because look at that side of the draw. They they have. Literally, oh my gosh, Napoli are so far ahead. They're like 18 points. 19 points. Oh, it's even more. That's crazy. For them to lose the title now, bro, it'd be ridiculous. So, let's do this. Step up. Win. The way considered 16 goals. Goal difference. Man, Napoli have been running away with this team. They got rid of Colobali and they stepped up. Yeah, Colobali looks like a fraud. Juventus is seventh. Wow, crazy. Wow, Napoli actually so far ahead. That's crazy. You need to. I just hope that you know. Hope they come through, man. Napoli. Uh, let's see, but hey, man, uh, Pep, man, the eyes on you, eyes on Pep. Mm. Pep, 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 Pep,
It's really weird. Like all the the buying guys, Mane's kind of regressed. So when Moteng is their number number nine, it's like it doesn't really make sense for like for where buying are at. Like they they're going through a transition, I guess. The Lewandowski transition, and then they're bringing in some new guys. I don't know where buying are at. The second in the league. That's why they sacked Nagelsmann. And I, 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 but the thing is with Man City, I don't know if Man City will beat them. Be tight games. It'll be two tight games. Pep may do some crazy stuff. You never know, man. When he puts his tactics in the random generator, what can come out, bro? And who can sub off? Because certain guys will just end up being a sub in the random generator. But you might just see KDB sitting here on two-man game. Yeah, that'd be a monumental. Uh, yeah, game. he might just sit here and just say, "Oh yeah, Pep just told me to sit here." Pep told me to bake. Pe- yeah, just tell me to do it. So who knows? Who do you have in the semi-final matchups? Okay, that will go through. Okay, based on this, I have Romji Chelsea, Real Madrid, Benfica, Inter, Inter, Man City, Bayern. Um, I'm gonna go with Man City, Ace Milan, Napoli. I'm gonna back my club, Ace Milan. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna back Ace Milan. Tomorrow and them are not coming through, Dad. Tomorrow and them are not coming through. I'm back my guy, my guys. AC. Napoli, Napoli, Inter. Good, good, good semi-final. That's a very good semi-final. I kind of sign it. Semi-final, I'm going to put both legs. And I'm, I'm going to hope that Lukaku steps up. You can't trust that guy, man. Romelo. You can trust Romelo. You can't trust You know what, man? Guys are overlooking Chelsea. You never know what Potter's on, man. You don't know. You, you don't know what Potter's on. Anyway, <clears throat> to mount up the pod, it's been a shorter pod this week. I just saw some internet discussion and I thought I would just pass it on to Mr. Miller. <clears throat> Whose career would you rather have? Vardy or Gaines? Oof. I'd rather have Jimmy Vardy's. Actually, wait. Does that include international? Yes, it includes everything. Whose career are you ever having? Uh, me personally, as I speak today, as a man, Oh yeah, bro. Jimmy Vardy. His Premier League title is worth like three, at least three Premier League titles. Mm-hmm. He's got over hundred Premier League goals. Um, yeah, he hasn't sustained it, I guess, as long as Kane has. But he's got silverware, and they didn't have a cup as well. They have an epic cup as well. Yeah, like silverware, man. Show me your medals. They say at the end of the day, not show me your so individual you, records. You're, you're 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 having Vardy's career. You don't care about World Cup golden boots. England all-time record goal scorer, three, um, gold, three Premier League golden boots. Nah, man. See, individual. Doesn't Vardy have it's a golden boot? Oh yeah, he has one. Yeah, man. It's 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 funny because you can see Kane's career is all about individual stats, but when it comes to winning, and when this is, uh, guys actually don't judge Kane to the proper standards. You don't know why. Mm. They don't, they don't judge him to the proper standard, so... Um, gets away with stuff. I don't know why. He gets away. He's a lose, gets away with it. England miss pen, gets away with it. Just get continuously everything. Gets oh, yeah. away with it. I haven't forgot he missed England pen. Yeah, it just gets continu- that, was, that was Beckham. And Beckham used to be the darling. He would still have his name running through the mud. Bro, I don't know what happened. Guys just don't judge Kane to the same standard. He's just like, oh, yeah, he's a loser. Maybe we'll it's this is social media, um, you know, awareness, mental health awareness era or sensitive but, but era. But Kane, Beckham was holding it in the papers, yeah, holding it, holding it. We weren't it. sensitive back then. 
Wilner is mental health aware. You know, everything's a lot more. It's like everyone has kid gloves. You can't really cast people. Like that like Charles Barkley was saying about KD. The people can't accept criticism. Well, they, they, they might not fall in that, so. They're not even trying to hear it. They're not even trying to hear it. Yeah, literally. And then, got anything else to add before we close? Who do you take, Kane or Vardy? I'm, I'm taking cups, bro. I don't care about individual statistics in this game or football. What, what, what is this? What is this yeah, like? For, for, to be fair, you even look at the greatest statistical case between. Now, Vardy's story is even well. Kane has a good, decent story. I'll give it to him because he went. Had it wasn't blows. really about it until like 20 when he was like 21, 22. Yeah, he had a lot of um, no yeah, moves, but Vardy came from the mud. Vardy came from semi-pro ball, you. And Vardy came through, bro. Who's ha- Vardy, Vardy having a party? Twenty-seven-year-old Vardy, that guy's electric. Drinking, hey, bro, Vardy was an issue. Drinking what's it called? Um, Red Bulls, bare Red Bulls every day, man. Bro, man was a big, big issue. I don't man, think guys understand for what Vardy was Stock on. Stock Bridge Park Stills, FC Halifax. God, it came from the mu- Fleetwood mu- Town. But it was a winger back there. There's a winger. Then they converted. To be to fair, you played for Sheffield Wednesday but Academy. They went to Stockbridge Park Stills out, which I'm assuming is not too far from that area. Jamie Richard Gill. Vardy. Oh, he's 36, wow. Yeah, he's old now, man. He just gets cameos for Leicester now. Cameo man. Ah, King Vardy, bro. I can never forget what he did in uni, bro. King Vardy. That guy. Ridiculous. Well, I remember when he scored 12 in a row. That was a ridiculous time. They didn't break Venezuela's record. <sighs> Boy, he was he was on a he was on something else. He's a smoky guy. Yeah, he was playing at Conference North, Conference Prem for Fleetwood. Then he was in the championship after that. He went from Conference Prem all the way to Championship to a big and jump. Both. And then score hundred goals he, in the Prem. He leapfrogged three divisions. Nah, buddy, man, he's not it's not a joke, but what he, he was did. In, he was in Conference Prem, Championship, Championship then Prem. So he went from Conference Prem to Prem in three seasons. Finally got guys like um, Kane. Kane's been here for ages, bro. Win a cup. Force a move. Do something. It's crazy. As a 35-year-old last season, Vardy scored 15 league goals. He scored 15? In 25, yeah. King, 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 King Vardy, bro. This season, he hasn't been that good. But last season, I remember he had a, he had a bright spot. He had a bright spot. Anyway, thank you for listening to the two-man game. It's been a good episode. It's been chill. Chill. We'll have yeah. to sort of have a guest soon. Yeah, we haven't had a guest in a minute. We've been slacking. But yeah, make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you follow us on all socials. That'd be the Instagram and the Twitter. Uh, make sure you listen to us audibly. That'd be Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But yeah, speaking on the subscription, to one, over 200. Trying to get to 500. Then obviously after 500, Iraq. You know, slowly but surely the TMG boys will be rising. Let's get it. Let's get it. And we out.